What up? That's us. That's so fringy. We're back. <laughs> for real. Uh, the link is going to be in the show notes for you to follow. Wait. Hmm? We didn't even do the intro. Hi, welcome to the That podcast. was our intro. No. Yes, it was. That was not enough. That's a great intro. Let's restart. Welcome so, to yeah. that So Fringy Podcast. Okay, here we go. Can I sit stand like this? Yes, yes. You can okay. Body guards, Welcome back to That's So Fringy Podcast. What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you standing like that? This is Rick. I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. <laughs> Welcome back to That So Fringy Stop Podcast. Stop it. Why are you doing that with We're your face? Here. The Lord. microphone. I'm actually Just, tall. just stand up. Just to... stand up like normal, but scoot to the side a little bit. Super Welcome rate. back to That's So Fringy Podcast. I'm Kristen. I'm Rick. And I'm Bethany. And we are here today with Brady, who was mm-hmm. a Freemason. So he gets in detail Yeah. some of the oaths, some of the stuff that they go through. Um, it's very, very, very interesting. So you're going to want to stay tuned. Mm-hmm. But Rick, tell them about the Telegram. Oh, yeah. Telegram. We have a new fringy chat. It's called the fringy chat. So shouldn't be hard to find. Um, but there is a link in the show notes that you could go down and check out. Just click it. It'll take you right there. Uh, join. Um, it's open to the public. Anybody can join, which means sometimes there might be some spam in there. Just mark it as spam. We'll try to get these people out as fast as we can. But this is the opportunity for us to get together as a fringy people, a fringy gathering for everybody to share information and talk and ask questions and get more information. And and we might even, you know, do some lives on there, Mm -hmm. you know, where everybody can tune in and, and listen to us chatter and actually ask questions you know right there so we have the q a thing on on spotify which mm-hmm. is is awesome but just so that you guys understand on the back side of it if you ask us a question on there we don't have a way to really respond to it mm-hmm. so we've had a lot of like really good questions but we don't have a good way of answering those so this either send us a message on instagram yeah. or you know the, on the telegram channel, mm-hmm. just something like that, where we can actually interact. And if it's a question that somebody else in this community can answer, then That's everybody awesome. will be on there. And that frees us up to live yeah. our lives. It frees you up to live your lives. It it gives everybody an outlet to talk about this and stuff. a different perspective. You know, we've all had a different walk in our life. So mm-hmm. we all have a different perspective on some of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you you find that you're not really alone in the world, we're all in this together. We're all under God's creation, doing the things that he wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because there's not a lot of people out there doing it. Um, and so what happens when you come together like this is you find there are a lot more people out there doing it than we think that there are. Mm-hmm. And because of communities like this that we can build, each and every one of us, we can find that there are people just like us out there that are having the same issues, the same problems, and they've been through the same stuff and they can be a sounding board for you. You know, you guys can talk back and forth. It's awesome. So anyway, we wanted to give that opportunity. It was prompted by us wanting to answer a question that we couldn't answer. Uh, So um, once we get on the chat, um, we'll answer that question for you and I'll make it very clear. 
what the question is and what the answer is. So we'll see you over there on Telegram. With that, you guys have anything else? Just stay keep, tuned. Yeah, keep yeah. liking and subscribing and sharing and following and yeah. sending our podcast to people. Just you guys have grown this podcast for us like we couldn't even imagine. Yeah. So we no thank idea. you. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Uh, we're having a good time. So let's keep the train rolling. Woo-hoo. With that, we're that so frenzy podcast. Stay train. tuned for Thank Brady. He's going to be talking about that behind the scenes. Uh, Look behind the stuff. curtain of the Freemasons. Yeah, here we go. All right, everybody, welcome back to that so frenzy podcast. We are here with our friend Brady. Brady, we uh, we love having guests on that are about um, Jesus, that are about this movement of waking people up. And uh, we heard you on Silver Pilled. Shout out to those guys over there, good buddies of ours. And uh, we, or, or should I say the Paramorons? I think it's the Paramorons <laughs> is, is actually. Anyway, we love you guys over there. And so we just wanted to... Uh, connect with Brady and uh, have him tell his story. And maybe we can reach uh, that story out to more people uh, by having him on multiple sites and uh, multiple places. So that's our desire for today. So Brady, how are you, man? Good? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. So glad to have somebody that's, uh, that's willing to just talk about these weird things with us because we're those fringy folks that everybody's usually running away from, you know? <laughs> I know how that is. My uh, my entire life has been paranormal since the moment I was born. So it's uh, yeah. actually probably from before that, actually. So with uh, wow, early. tell us about that. How did, how did that come about? Um, well, I mean, I just right from birth, uh, you know, coming out with a broken one eighty uh, foot. Like my foot was one eighty right from birth. Uh, so my first eight months of my life, I was in a cast. Wow. Um, yeah, and then you know, just a lot of paranormal experiences growing up uh, between seeing ghosts and hearing things in my grandmother's house um to <laughs> let me stop you for just a second i have sure. a curiosity question and i hope sure. that's okay sure when when you were a baby and you had that trauma you had that cast on do you remember any of that no no i've okay. only been told certain stories uh yeah, uh, yeah. of it so I was just curious with like the, you know, the stuff that they've done on trauma and how people mm-hmm. remember trauma more than, than, you know, their everyday lives because it's kind of cements it. It was just curious. Like yeah. The, my earliest memory, um, I was four, my earliest memory. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember really anything uh, from before that, which is kind of weird because with the, the broken foot from birth um, and then when I was three, I got skin cancer. So I deal with that but i don't remember any of that yeah um, it's just you know my medical records and, and things like that and just my Yikes. stories my mom's told me over the years and stuff like that so um yeah and then growing up mostly as a kid and teenagers seeing ghosts and stuff like that um hearing weird footsteps in my grandmother's house my grandmother was in a wheelchair so there's you know no legs can't walk uh so some hearing something bipedal walk down the hall past the bedroom when it be spending the weekend there uh, it used to trip me out, um, you know, and then as I got older, things just got weirder. Uh, I guess you could say uh, there was uh, I got into the whole. So I was I wasn't born Catholic. I do remember going to Sunday school as like a four or five year old child like once or twice. Okay. Um, when my mom remarried uh, when I was eight, we moved to a new neighborhood. And the only there's two schools there was a, a really dungy public school 
and then there was a really nice Catholic school. So we had the option, my parents gave my sisters and I, because uh, I have three older sisters that I grew up with, um, gave us the option of which school we wanted to go to. And so we chose the Catholic school because it's the nicer of the two. So then yeah. in order to go to the Catholic school, you have to be baptized and you know go for your first communion and, and all that. So we started doing that and started going to church. But by the time I hit uh, 13 years old, I was just not having it anymore. Like this, to me, this was just all a sham. Because um, I saw a lot of the people at my church that, you know, they preach living as a Christian, but they don't live as a Christian. They're, they're you know, right. sort of the most, you know, uh, just heinous people. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, you're yeah. good one day of the week, and then, you know, you think that's going to make up for all the other crap that you do through the week. It's just, it just doesn't work like that, right? Right, right. Um, and so I kind of really started to grow this disdain for especially the, the Catholic Church. Um, mm. And then... Uh, through high school, I met some people and kind of got into like the new age Wicca and witchcraft. And I uh, had a nice gothic spell when I was in high school as well. So, uh, yeah, you went hard <laughs> in the paint. I, yeah, it yeah. was yeah, like the complete other side, you know, just, yeah. you know, uh, I wouldn't say you that really I really hated that school. I did. I did. And then I went to a Catholic, <laughs> I went to a Catholic uh, high school as well because by that point, I had all, all my friends. So I was like, there was a high school. Uh, a couple blocks away from me, from my house, but I chose to go to the Catholic school, which was even further. I had to take a bus to and everything, mm. just because all my friends were going to it. But yeah, by the end of first semester, grade nine, I wasn't hanging out with any of them anymore. I had new friends, so I was like, "This is, you know, I should have mm-hmm. gone to the public school." But uh, so yeah, so I, I kind of went to the far end of that, and then as I got out of high school, it was still you know pretty new agey for me. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, then you get into the whole crystals and, you know, doing seances, and, uh, spell casting, and tarot cards and runes. And uh, really, I, I've always kind of liked just reading on uh, like the lowercase G gods. Um, yeah. I've always had that fascination. It's always something. And I've been a conspiracy theorist kind of guy. Like, I'm, I'm surprised I don't have a permanent tinfoil hat on because yeah. uh, <laughs> I've been like that since I can remember, right? I've never trusted the government. Um, you know, and uh, I just, I never, I always was one of those guys that like, I'm going to question everything, you know, that's, yes. Yeah. my parents hated that, but that's just how I was, um, sure. my, my own kind of thing, you know, God gave them mind of my own. So I, uh, got out of high school yeah, and started doing that. And then I got into, I'd always been like, I'm a knuckle dragger. I'm 36 years old. I'm a knuckle dragger. I'm a CNC machinist. Uh, I work at sure. night shift actually. So, uh, my hours are from 2 p.m. to 2.33 a.m. Um, yeah. And then I drive home, right? So I get home, I get home at like 3, 3.15 in the morning every day. So it's kind of an yeah. interesting time to get home at. Yikes. Yeah. Right? And um, so, yeah, I'm just a knuckle dragger. But there was a stint years back where I was uh, self-employed in personal finance, uh, mostly doing investments and some insurance as well. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I was got, getting to a point that I didn't want to just uh, keep, you know, hounding the ground all the time for business. Yeah. Being self-employed, this is what you got to do, right? So I was getting grown tired of that. So I was trying to come up with ideas to, uh, like, network myself. And one of the best things that I came up with was, hey, why don't I just join the Freemasons? <laughs> so sure. I was like, hey, this sounds like a great idea. Because, you know, you always hear the conspiracy theories. and Yeah, uh, who believes any of that, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I always like them to that Simpsons episode. I was saying that on the solar podcast, shout out to those boys. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, the stone cutters episode on the Simpsons and how real, I mean, it's the, it's, 
a parody, obviously, but there's a lot of truth in some of the things that they talk about in that in that episode. And yeah, you know, so like, uh, yeah, so I got into the Freemasons and it was weird because there was uh, I was going through a real tough time in my life personally at that time as well. And after I got in, things really like the paranormal, supernatural stuff really picked up um, mm. after that point. And because most, and I'm going to say this, like it, it's, I speak for myself and my experiences, but from my experience and, and what I've seen through it, most of the guys that are getting into Freemasonry don't even understand what they're getting into. They don't understand mm-hmm. the oaths that they're taking um, mm-hmm. because it, it kind of becomes like going to church every week, you know, and, and it's the same, you know, when you go to those churches that are just very, you know, mundane, it's the same thing every couple of weeks, they mm-hmm. you know, just regurgitate it. Um, it's the same idea with Freemasonry. So a lot of these guys that get into it for, the, you know, the, the brotherhood, the fraternity, the boys night out, you know, having a beer, like a lot of them, the guys that have been in yeah. a while, they're, you know, in their 60s and 70s. So I, you know, get out of the house away from the wife for a night kind of thing. And, Sure. Um, so that's what a lot of them do. So they just go through the motions of these rituals, mm. yeah. not realizing the power and potential behind what you're actually doing mm-hmm. and then the potential uh, repercussions of it. I mean, the church, there's uh, the Roman Catholic Church especially has denounced uh, Freemason. Like if, you're, if you're a Catholic and you become a Freemason, you're technically like automatically excommunicated from the church. Like they, wow. you shouldn't even be allowed into a, a Roman Catholic church or building or anything like that. You're automatically, you know, just blackballed. And um, there was actually a thing that I was looking at for that um, that I actually had written down today. So, uh, yeah, you get excommunicated by the church. And uh, so are you guys familiar with the Knights of Columbus? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the Knights of Columbus was actually formed in March of 1882 in okay. uh uh where was it uh, i think new haven connecticut and uh so it was formed by the roman catholic church in response to freemason so it was a god-directed fraternity organization uh that the church actually ordained um so it's kind of an alternative to freemasonry uh is, okay so there, there was always a running thing because there's another one too called um God, what were they called? Like the Order of Goodfellows or something like that. Oh, um, yeah. And those uh, are all kind of shut down now. You, you yeah. Know, you see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you, if you don't know the logo, you don't really know what you're looking for. Exactly. But if you guys look up the Order of the Goodfellows, you'll, you'll see their little logo and then you'll be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that everywhere. And then you will see it everywhere. But if you pay attention, they're all shut down. Like they're mm-hmm. all shutting down, which yeah. is interesting to me. I actually haven't seen one in quite some time. Um, yeah. probably at least four years, five years now. So, yeah. uh, but I actually knew a guy, I worked with a guy that was, was a member of that, which, you know, we were kind of rivals mm. in a sense, because them and Masonry, Knights of Columbus are all rivals, right? Um, yeah. they don't like each other <laughs> generally. So, mm-hmm. um, but so for a lot of people that don't know, so Freemasonry was actually formed, uh, in, so they quote the old Testament. So the, the story of Hiram Biff. Uh, who was the master builder of King Solomon's temple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was what they call the master mason. And so in Freemasonry, there's three degrees that you can be, get. The, not, they tell you there's no degree higher than the third degree. 
most people, when they think of Freemasonry, they think of the 32nd or 33rd degree, which are sectors of, of an off branch of Freemasonry called the Scottish Rite. And then there's also mm -hmm. an, another off branch called uh, the York Rite. And then there's also the off branch called the Shriners. And mm -hmm. so there's a, a lot of weird things. So like um, the first official Freemason Lodge was in England in 1717 was when first a lodge was formed by a bunch of different lodges that came together and just basically formed their original Grand Lodge. And okay. uh, so you'll see uh, the acronym AFAM a lot of the times when it comes to Freemasonry. And what that actually stands for is, is accepted free, uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, ancient, sorry, ancient free and accepted Masons. And so basically, hmm. back in the day, it was Masons were like Freemasonry was just the trade. It was mas like the Masonry trade, right? Stone laying and stuff like that. Almost that, like the union. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so that was what they, they, they used to meet up in different lodges and, and trade, uh, you know, trade secrets with each other, how to get things perfect. And that's why a lot of the old, old architecture, you know, from ancient times is just, you know, it's pristine because they had this secret knowledge when it came to building. And so mm. that's how it all started way back in biblical times. And then it just proceeded sure. on through, you know, the centuries. But then it got to a point that more people wanted to get into it and it became that boys club. But so these guys that weren't stonemasons wanted to join the brotherhood. So that's where the, the ancient free and accepted masons comes from. So it's, it's mm. actually... Uh, uh, it alludes to uh, just people who aren't stonemasons. So that's so. Okay. If you ever see the AFAM, that's what that actually means. Okay. And then, so here's a lot of people have the misconception that they meet up, you know, once or twice a month or whatever it is at the lodges, and they plot to take over the world or do these nefarious things. Hmm. And unfortunately, as boring as it is, that's completely false. Yeah. Um, and me as my conspiracy theorist person, you know, like it's, uh, I can, you know, accurately say that it's false. It's not what happens at lodge meetings. The nefarious stuff happens outside of the lodge, yeah. right? So the, the lodge meetings are just those times when they go to bring guys up through the ranks to deal with lodge business, you know, whether it be voting on a candidate um, because you have to vote, be voted in after being investigated because they do, they send three guys, they investigate you, you know, the type of person that you are. If you're married, they actually sit down with the spouse as well to let her know the, the commitment that you're going to be taking almost like a mm. biker's club, right? Like you take this yeah. weird, you know, cause they do, they have uh, like bylaws and dues and all those things, yep. right? Like, a lot absolutely. like a union hall or a biker club, as you said, where, you know, it, it would be like in a biker club, you would be sitting down for church. Yeah. And, and you would be having your meeting and everything like that. Exactly. Is that how, is that how you see it? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly okay. how I would see it. Yeah, there, there is dues and they, they, diff, they change throughout the years. Um, and that's one of the lodge duties that gets talked about in the lodge meetings is what are going to be the upcoming dues for the year? Because it changes because a lot of these buildings aren't owned by the lodge. They're, the lodge rents the building. Like, yeah. for instance, the lodge that I was at, was at the Scottish Rite building. So it was actually the Scottish Rite who owned it and then charged rent to all the other lodges of the blue crafts mm -hmm. that wanted to use the building. 
then yeah. they had to figure out their logistics of who's going to be on what night of the month and, and all that stuff. So that's what a lot of the lodge business is, is, is just the ritual, uh, ritualistic side of, of things. All the other nefarious, you know, want to take over the world. That stuff happens in, you know, private book rooms, you know, over a glass of brandy and a cigar, right? Mm -hmm. That's when all that stuff happens. So when people are like, oh, it's just a conspiracy, I'm going to just mention some notable past Masons, all right? George Washington, both Theodore and Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Truman, Andrew Jackson, Ben Franklin, Houdini, Churchill, John Wayne, Oscar Wilde, Mark Twain, just to name a few. Yep. Wow. Okay. And that's just the U.S. That doesn't even account for the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, to say that they've infiltrated everything is a pretty accurate description of that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to write history, right, your way, if you're going to completely change history, you have to have every basis covered because 100%. you're you know you have to have an oscar wilde you have to have a mark twain you know you have to have all these people that are painting and writing because they have to paint and write what you want them to paint and write exactly and and oh, once people yeah, back up that way and they see that there's this whole lie that has to be told you need the creative people to tell that lie yeah so that's 100%. awesome that you bring that up because and it's and crazy. to build it Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's why they say yeah. that uh, one of the phrases that that uh, Masons have is to meet on the level and part on the square, mm -hmm. which is let's meet at a le on level terms and we're going to part on the square deal between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you'll see Masons come from all walks of life. Politician yeah. like politics, you know, the knuckle draggers like me who are just machinists that build things, uh, mm -hmm. mechanics, you know. Uh, other professionals, finance, lawyers, like judges, celebrities, the, celebrities, right? They yeah. have, they've infiltrated everything. How do you have the most influence? By infiltrating everything. So yeah. they infiltrate every single sector of, in the world in some way or a fashion. Like I've heard stories of, uh, like there's a certain thing called the sign of distress, which mm. in uh, the Master Mason's obligation, you actually, um, one of the things, that you, one of the oaths you take is to never use the sign of distress unless it's absolutely necessary last resort you're in some sort of danger or in some sort of situation that you need help and you mm. can throw up a sign of distress and i've heard stories where guys have had issues um you know getting on a plane or, or the flight was canceled and had to get somewhere but they throw it up in an airport and within five minutes they've got somebody there wow right so it's like it's weird. And, and, you know, and so I told the story on, on the silver pill, but I'm going to tell it to, you, to your fans as well. So in the stone cutters, they taught uh, episode of the Simpsons, they give him like the, um, the emblem and, and everything for his car and, and all that stuff. Uh, I didn't yeah. get an emblem personally. I had to go buy my own from a, a Masonic store. <laughs> I put that on my car. That's rough. <laughs> right. Well, they did. Uh, I've got some things I'm going to show you that I did get from, from Masons personally, but there's certain nice. things like that. Like if you want it, you, know you for your car you could get it yourself it was like 10 yeah. bucks so i was like whatever right and then it goes to back to the lodges and stuff that money because this is like mm -hmm. a masonic store so sure um but i had that emblem on the back of my car and i actually got pulled over uh you know i was going a couple kilometers an hour faster than i should have been going and i got mm -hmm. pulled over and when the cop was walking up he noticed the emblem on the back of my car and he had to have been amazing because he knew all the right things to say 
you know, mm-hmm. he came right up to the window and, and I had my ring on the hand, you know, uh, actually here's the ring just so you guys can, uh, can see it. Mm. Oh, wow. So got that ring. I had that ring on, uh, you know, with the hand hanging out the window and the guy comes up and he's just like, Hey brother, you know, I see you're a traveling man. So in the oaths, um, or during this or during your, your, it's not really necessarily in the oath, but it's during the actual uh, ceremony and going through the rituals. Um, one of the questions they ask you is like, where are you traveling? And you say, I'm traveling from the east to the west or the west to uh, east to the west. Yeah. Sunrise is in the east. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Been a long day. Um, <laughs> east, east to the west. Right. Yeah. And so that's one of the phrases. Like, I hear you're a traveling man. It's like, yes, I'm traveling from hmm. the east to the west in search of light. And so then they ask you, then the next question is like, what's your mother's name? And, and some people use grandmother. I still to this day don't understand why they say grandmother. It's mother. Um, at least that's what I was always taught. Uh, what's your mother's name? And then you would give you the mother, you know, whatever your lot. The mother refers to your lodge, so whatever lodge you came up in. So the lodge name and then the number, because every lodge has a number to it as well, so is uh, refers to the age. So it'd be like in my case, it was Temple 324. So it's like my mother's name is Temple and she's 324. Yeah. You know? and, and so I give him that information. He's just like, okay, well, you know, you're, you're speeding. Slow down a little bit. Have a good day and walk back to his cruise. That was it. You know, yeah, and it's one of those things where he could have easily, you know, it's end of the month, probably, you know, didn't have his quota met, mm-hmm. could have easily given me a ticket and didn't, you know, so it's wow. little things like that, that, you know, you hear about, and that's kind of where the brotherhood aspect of it comes in. Sure. And, uh, you know, so I like that kind of stuff. So you get a lot of that in it as well. And so. Uh, you find that there's this perks program, right? Yeah. I mean, if you join Costco, you're part of their perks program. Mm-hmm. If you join any mo- motorcycle club, you're part of their perks program. You know, you're, it's nothing different than what they're doing to us all the time with all these perk programs. And mm-hmm. But their perks program puts them above the law. Yeah, and, for the most and part. That's, and that's <laughs> the dangerous part, right, where they just say, okay, go about your business type thing. What would they do if you know, if it was a murder, would he have done the same thing? We don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, how deep does the brotherhood go with certain people versus other people? Because some people might just be at entry level, like you were talking about, where you're just like, you're some guys that are having some beers and talking about trade, you know, and then there's, there's the others that are like, this is my life. This mm-hmm. is what I do. And, and I'm committed to every part of it because they're a little bit higher than, than, than those guys. You know, you see the, the cemeteries with all of the, uh, the Mason uh, people everywhere. You see the lodges everywhere. We're not really talking about those people. Those people, you know, we don't have to run around and be like burning down Masonic lodges and flipping over Masonic lodge sticker cars. And like, we don't have to be like the Antifa. We don't have to do any of that stuff. We have to arm ourselves with knowledge, which is what we're doing here in this podcast today with Brady. And then we have to say, okay, how do we get out of this predicament that we're in now? And so uh, I just wanted to make that point as we're going along. It, it is in everything, but it's not all of those guys. You know, it's, you have to get to a certain level and we want to be very clear to say that when we're us conspiracy theorists get a bad name because people don't listen long enough to hear all of the things that we have to say. They hear the first thing that comes out of my mouth, flat earth, and they're just like, ah, this dude's an idiot. 
and you're just like, okay, I'm moving on. And so when you, when we, when we're talking about Masons, there's not a blanket statement of all Masons and Brady's doing a really good job of showing us that. Mm -hmm. And so with that, Brady, I'll let you continue with what you got next. Yeah, no, that's, that was a really well, really well said, actually. Um, it's, it's, and that's, that's one of the messages that I try to convey, like even myself, right? Like I, I didn't, for me, it was more of just the boys club. I was in personal finance. I wanted more customers, right? Like we had guys there that owned mm -hmm. a car dealership. A lot of the guys, most of the guys had cars from this guy, right? One of the guys was a plumber. Anytime you needed something done at your house, he was the guy to call, you know? Uh, they had another guy that was in personal finance, but he was uh, retired. So he was more just a, an advisor role, not professional at that point. Right. Um, he's part of the reason I left actually, cause him and I kept butting heads, um, cause he just happened to also be the treasurer for the lodge and was just doing a terrible job with the lodge's mm. investments. Like, uh, you know, I had proof to show that what I was doing with my client's investments were far superior to what this guy was doing, which just caused a lot of drama. Um, so that was part of the reason I got it. And then I just kind of got bored of it. Um, cause I still at that point was very, like you have to believe in the supreme being. So the fact that I was, you know, baptized and confirmed and all that stuff uh, allowed me to get in. But at that time, I still didn't really believe in God. Like I mean, I've always believed in a higher power. That's never been, you know, an issue. I just didn't believe in the, the biblical God in a sense, or what you know, was taught in church and school. Sure. Um, and uh, you know, I've always believed. One thing I can say too is I've always believed in the darkness, because um, for me it's like I, I I looked into the darkness for so long that now it stares mm -hmm. back, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, it, which is scary. Like I've I've dealt with with shadow people. I've dealt with um, I don't know if it was the time slips or some sort of ghost in a forest that I was camping in. And a guy, buddy, had a bayonet in his chest. Right, so like I was mm -hmm. camping in, in an area that. Uh, was very uh, a lot of battles of the War of eighteen twelve between Canada and the U.S. had happened there, so it was just a lot of weird things. A coyote that you know giggled and winked at me, like <laughs> you know a whale shark, what? like a, a huge. Much, hold on, how much peyote were, <laughs> were you there? Guys any mushrooms involved? No, no, no. There was no no uh, no drugs or anything because at that no point, magic it, dragon. So at that point, I was actually sober to like. You know, stone cold sober. Uh, mm. Like I quit a lot of different, basically everything at that point, except for smoking sure. cigarettes, right? Um, and so I woke up because I heard coyotes. Like I, I know what a coyote sounds like, you know, mm -hmm. um, sure. especially when they're yipping and chasing their food. And uh, like I knew that there was coyotes in the area. I'd seen them there before, but this one was different. It was one, it was massive because. It had to have been on four legs. It had to have been at least three and a half feet off the ground, four feet off the ground, top of the back, because it Damn. walked under my hammock that I sleep in, and its back like was rubbing into mine. And Damn. you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that close to the ground on my hammock. Like I, I'm pretty off the ground because I know there's things like that in the forest, right? So I try to stay a little bit higher up. And so it was just, I felt it, and. As it was going under, it was it sounded like a little girl was giggling, like playing. Mm. And so I was like, what the heck? And I like roll over and I look out the hammock and there's this coyote just turns back, winks. And I'm like, do one of these, you know, like rub my face. And I'm like, because I'm waking up and I'm like, what? And then it's just gone, poof, gone. No, no, I, I heard it. I felt it. I saw it. 
I rub my eyes, you know, a second later and it's just vanished. Uh, and yeah. then you didn't hear it leave. So it's kind of like, you know, one of those things. So it's, it's after I got into Freemasonry. So I, I did my, uh, I was investigated in the fall of 2012. I was initiated into the first degree in March of 2013. So between that time and that time took a little bit of time. And uh, what do you mean by investigated? Is there a process? Yes. So, uh, like, are I, there things where that you, that you you can't be a mason because of certain things? Uh, yeah, you have you can't be a slave, which you know uh, people laugh about. Oh, there's no slave. Yeah, there's actually slavery is more you know prominent nowadays <laughs> yeah. than it was before. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So you can't be a slave. You got to be freeborn. You have to be 21 years or older. You have to believe in a supreme being, uh, regardless of the name you give your god. You just have to be. Uh, some sort of, uh, I think it's it's got to be some sort of like Abrahamic religion um, or Muslim. Mm, okay. Even um, I don't think you can be a Satanist. <laughs> Although they, okay. as you go further down the road, that's that's a little bit more question yeah. that I had. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so they they basically what they do is um, they have a saying to be one, ask one. So you can ask a mason uh, if you. They don't generally go out and recruit. Although there was a time where they started to do that because their numbers were really starting to dwindle. Like even my lodge at one point, I was the youngest guy by like 15 years. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. there wasn't anybody in their twenties in the lodge anymore. So sure. they were trying to actively recruit people. Um, but you can literally just go on their website or whatever, you know, state, province, country, whatever you're, you're living in, go to their grand lodge website and they actually have an application and you just mm. fill out the application. Oh, okay. Then they'll contact you and ask you some questions. And you know, figure out what lodge you'd like to go into based on your uh, geographical area, okay. and then they they'll get in touch with that lodge. Then that lodge gets in touch with you. So this process takes a few weeks, right, of, of playing the mm -hmm. telephone game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they get in touch with you. Uh, the lodge gets in touch with you, and they'll set up a time to investigate you. So what they what they do is they come out. They send three people. They come out. They sit down with you. They sit down with your spouse. If you're married, in my case, I wasn't married at the time. I was single. Uh, so it was just me and they just talk to you, ask you, you know, what it is that you're looking to get out of it, what they're expecting from you, um, kind of give you the rundown on what the commitment's going to be like. And, uh, yeah. And then they take that back to the lodge and basically they also, I'm sure go through other, you know, channels of background checks and, you know, uh, yeah. social oh, yeah. media checks and stuff like that nowadays, I'm sure, uh, just to kind of gauge the type of person you are. Uh, because they do like their sayings are like, you know, making good men better is one of their little phrases that they use. And Knights mm. of Columbus actually use that too, I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, that so that would be a good goal. That would be the good goal. And that's, yeah. that's where it all gets really twisted because yeah. on the surface it looks great, but when you're taking mm -hmm. the oaths and you look, you actually dive into what the oaths say, mm. it's just like, it's an oath against God. Really. Mm hmm you know, you use his name in the oath sometimes. Most times it's just like the great architect of the universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so they, they'll investigate you with a couple of guys. They go back to the lodge and then they vote on you um, after the, the members have all signed off that, yeah, we, we approve this guy. They'll read that in the lodge and then they take a vote on it. And uh, they'll go around. They literally have a thing, black balls and white balls. One black ball, you're done. You're never coming mm. into a lodge ever. And, hmm. uh, so, you know, I got lucky. I had all white balls and, uh, actually one of the, the head officers in the lodge at the time I worked with, 
So it was just, uh, you know, and it was weird. It was a coincidence because I didn't even know he was part of that lodge when I applied. Oh, wow. And he weird. just happened to be one of the guys that they sent out to do the inspection or the investigation. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I was just like, what? Really? I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I'm a shoo-in, right? Like, and, uh, <laughs> they really are everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere, right? And he was a service advisor, by, by uh, mind you, service advisor for the dealership that I worked at. So, yeah, you know, huh. just just to show you anything. He's one of the higher officers in the lodge at the time because they actually rotate every year. You, you move mm -hmm. up in, in the chairs and then you become what they call a past master after you were the head uh, worshipful master. They give you the yeah. past master's title. So, yeah, so they investigate you and then if uh, all goes well, they, they initiate you in. And the initiation itself is just, it's weird because they, they hoodwink you or blindfold you. Um, you've got a tow rope around your neck because they're mm. really just guiding you in. You're in these weird pajamas, you know, so it's, uh, I think it was like left left breast, wide open, arm out, hoodwinked, cable, uh, rope toe around the neck, left pant leg rolled up, barefoot. And it's just, it's, it's all symbolic in mm -hmm. nature. Um, and so they bring you in the door and they have like some lodges. So it's supposed to be, uh, depending on the degree that you're, you're entering the lodge that is supposed to be uh, like the, the compass or the square that they actually put to your chest. Some lodges uh, use a sword um, mm. for whatever reason. Um, like my lodge used a sword at the time. Um, at least that's what I remember anyway. I know they used uh, the square and the compass on later degrees, but coming out of the lodge the first time, it was a sword. So they have a guy, a guard out front of the, the door called the Tyler. He's the one who lit. Uh, let you into the lodge, mm. uh, and then they have the warden, wardens, and junior wardens, and senior wardens, and senior deacons, and junior deacons. Uh, so I was going. I started to go through the chairs. I wanted to become a, an officer. So, but yeah, so they bring you in. They make you swear this oath on the Bible, um, which is just hilarious, right? Um, yeah, in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of the symbols uh, that people you'll see. Uh, there's some, so there's something called the do guard. The do guard is um, the position of your hands on the Bible when taking the oath for every degree. So every degree has a different hand placement symbol. Mm. Then they have the signs, which is an, another like hand signal kind of thing, which alludes to the penalty of these degrees. So I actually have all of the penalties here. I'm going to read them out to you one by one. So excited. So... <laughs> This, so as a, the first degree oath in the oath, it's, it's a really long. So before I do that, so this book here, this black book is every ritual. It's a pretty thick book. But every, and the, and wow. It's, it's even more surprising that it's this thick because everything is in acronyms and mm. dots mm. and dashes. So like if you... The average person, wow. you have no you idea what's it. SD, what's, you know, JW, what's FC, yeah. like, <sighs> what's all that? Nobody, yeah. how do you know, right? Yeah. So the fact that it's this thick, wow. it's an acronym, right? So mm -hmm. in this book, they don't even have the oath in this. Hmm. The oath was literally the, the biggest thing that was given by, uh, by Warden having to memorize it that way. Obviously... Mm -hmm. In this day and age, there's cheat notes. Um, I have yeah. a website that I'm, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll give to you guys at the end of the show. It is a yeah. gold mine for yeah. literature 
in everything you can think of. Um, mm. So you guys will, you, you, you can spend an eternity on this website. There's literally thousands yeah, and yeah. thousands of books on this website. Maybe we shouldn't give it to Rick. <laughs> we'll you'll, see him again. you'll never see your husband again. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't stopped I'm bouncing sorry. since you said that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. a great website. Um, it's, it was actually given to me by um, uh, Mason. And mm. so a lot of the, uh, the, the whole ritual is on there. The language is a bit different nowadays because this was written a while back. Um, but the gist of it's on there, uh, or it's all on there, and you'll get the gist of it when you kind of just comb through. Mm -hmm. But so for the penalty for the very first degree, uh, during your, your oath, you say, um, binding myself under no less penalty than that of having my throat cut across, my tongue torn out by its roots, and my body buried in the rough sands of the sea at low watermark where the tide ebbs and flows twice in 24 hours, should I ever knowingly violate this my enter apprentice obligation that's the wow. penalty first the second Seems degree, a bit harsh right yeah. right it gets worse as you go goes on oh boy the second uh yeah uh of mine whatever binding myself under no less penalty than that of having my breast torn open my heart plucked out and placed on the highest pinnacle of the temple there to be devoured by the vultures of the air should mm. I ever knowingly violate the fellow craft obligation? Mm. Then the third degree under no less penalty than that of having my body severed into my bowels taken thence from thence and burned to ashes, the ashes scattered before the four winds of heaven that no more remembrance might be had of so vile and wicked or wretched I would be. Should I ever knowingly violate this, my masturbation's obligation? Wow. Right. So it seems like a Saw movie. I think I saw this in, the, in one of the Saw movies. <laughs> so there was a time um, back in, I think it was the 1800s. Uh, if I remember correctly, I had it here. I can't remember. Oh, 1826. So in 1826, there was actually a uh, guy from New York who started letting out secrets. I don't know how to know the details of it, um, but he let out all these uh, Freemason secrets. He disappeared. Wow. Nobody knows what happened to him. And so that's kind of where a lot of the conspiracy theories about like you disappearing people that, you know, get the secrets yeah. out. A lot of that yeah. kind of stemmed from that moment in 1826. Mm -hmm. um, so now I talked about the do guard, which is the position of the hands, right? So there's like the, the Freemasons, like the first one's yep. like this, the second one's like this and then the third one's like this you know hands up kind of thing um yeah. then there's the sign which is the penalty so there's the first one's like this because you're going to have your throat cut across second one's like cut across the stomach and, and so it's there's signs like that that you give in lodge it's it's almost like the sit stand yield thing in the roman catholic church yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a similar idea like you're giving the signs like and that kind of thing um yeah. and then they have the grips which is the different handshakes there's two different handshakes per degree um there, and then they have passwords that go with it. Mm. So you'll see a lot of politicians, you'll see a lot of you know musicians and stuff like that when they're up on stage, whatever, then shaking hands. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of it's the, the, the placement of the thumb and where they're placing the, the thumb on the hands. A lot of them do that really weak, girly looking type handshake mm -hmm. with the thumb mm -hmm. on the knuckles. That yeah, yeah. nine times out of 10 is actually the Masonic handshake depending on where the knuckle is. And you can mm -hmm. always tell if you're shaking somebody's hand like that and they there's certain pressure 
in certain areas that you put the pressure in the handshake wow. that tells you that this person's a mason. So if somebody ever did that to you, just you didn't know they were a mason, you could expect that that might be the case. Um, yeah. And then the passwords, so they have, um, they call, uh, there's a pass grip uh, for the first degree, which in the password's Boaz, mm. uh, which was actually one of the pillars in King Solomon's temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's called the pass grip. So there's the pass grip going from the first degree to the second degree. And the password for that is shibboleth. Mm. And then there's called the real grip of the fellow craft mason. And the password for that is Jacob, which I believe mm. was the uh, second pillar. Yeah, second was the second pillar uh, at the King uh, Solomon's temple. And then there's the pass grip going from the second to the third. And the password mm. for that is Tubal Cain, which anybody knows that equals scripture knows about yep. Tubal Cain. Mm. Yep. And then the real grip of the master mason, which is you'll rarely ever see this in public um, because it's so obvious. It's almost mm-hmm. like the medieval handshake where you're like that. Yeah. And just, again, the placement, it's the placement of the fingers and the thumb and how mm-hmm. you do it. Um, and then the password for that is Maha Bone. And then there's uh, different. Uh, so the, then you do with the grip, with the Master Mason's grip, you do something called the five points of fellowship, which is almost like a footloose kind of moment. <laughs> and so it's a weird, it's a, it's a, a placement of your feet. It's, it's a little weird. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing when you see it for the first time. Uh, but like then you crip walk. Almost. That's a really good way of describing it, actually. <laughs> I just like to. I just like to bring things together for people. Yeah, what that's is Snoop Dogg doing. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. It's it's a weird yeah because you do the heels like the, it's the heel and the mm-hmm. foot turning and all that stuff and then you're foot to foot, knee to knee, breast to breast, hand to back, cheek to cheek, and then you're mm-hmm. saying Mahabone. Yeah. So you're doing this grip, you're doing this weird walk. You do knee to, foot to foot, knee to knee, breast to breast, head uh, hand to back, cheek to cheek, whispering Mahabone to each other, mm-hmm. and so. You'll rarely see that one in public because that one is, you know, very yeah. obvious. Like, yeah. you know, it'd almost be like, uh, you know, Sleepy Joe there up on stage. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They'd be yeah. like, are you having exactly. a seizure? <laughs> right? Like, what's going on? Um, medic. Yeah. Medic. Medic. So, what, is, what does the symbol mean when you fall down the stairs? Oh, is stop it. Like <laughs> oh, who fell on the stair? Oh, Sleepy Joe. Yeah, oh, yeah I forgot about that one. Forgot about that one. Yeah. All right. I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> so some of the things that they, they tote, uh, as the Masons, they tote uh, faith, hope, charity, uh, brotherly love, relief, truth, truth, morality, brotherly love. Those are like you know, different virtues that they, they talk on, mm-hmm. right? So they teach through uh, different things uh like different tools and stuff that stonemasons use, they use that in a metaphorical way, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, like I was saying earlier, like meet on the level, part on the square, and stuff like that, right? It's all the morality of it. It's when you start to get into the other things that it gets it gets weird. Like I've read, because so I was going to start getting into the Scottish Rite. Um, I was mm-hmm. starting the process of getting into that when I decided I had enough. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't get to go into the uh, really dark side of the things, uh, which was probably a blessing in disguise because, yeah. yeah, you know, I have enough darkness following me. So 
but yeah, you definitely hear stories and you definitely know some of the people that are kind of in the know that a guy, I had a few guys in my lives that were, you know, 32nd, 33rd degrees. So you kind of, you know, befriend them and, and you hear stories, you know, and like I was saying, like the, the whole stone cutters thing, like and they infiltrate everything. Like there's a saying, travel the world on a penny. Right. Mm. So like if you're, if you're well enough established in masonry, you can literally just travel anywhere for free. Like people just take you in. Yeah. Like this guy that I was in, it was in my life, did a lot of missionary work down in Peru. And this is where, so this is where it gets, you know, confusing because it's like you hear all this satanic stuff. But then here's this guy doing, literally giving up his time, going down yeah. to Peru and doing mission, missionary, mm. doing, you know, Jesus's work. Yeah. Um, so it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's, you have both sides of the coin in, in Mason. Mm -hmm. You know, but as an organization as a whole, and like, you know, like I said, the rituals and the oaths, it's not good. It's it's, it's disguised yeah. as light, and, but it's not. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so travel the world on Penny. You can do, you know, this guy goes down to Peru, goes to a lodge, says, hey, you know, does like there's an investigation that they'll do different. Uh, you can even get due cards um, mm. uh, from the lodge saying that your dues are up and paid so that, you know, you are an active mm. member. Mm. Um and so you carry that around with you. So if you ever go to another lodge, it's just one. It's one of the easiest ways to uh, prove yourself is literally just giving your dues card. <laughs> so, yeah, right. uh, like, here, it's almost like a driver's license in a sense for masons, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so he's literally within you know a couple hours, he's got a place to save for a month, mm. right? Like, just one of the guys brings him in, you know, stays with their family. It's it's, you know, and that could just be. Peru and, and how nice those people can be. But, uh, you know, I've heard stories in other places in other world, uh, in the world, you know, so it's like well, that. I, to me, my brain goes to like, this would be a good life to live, right? If you, if you were connected with people in your community and you didn't have to like money almost doesn't matter because you can go from house to house. And, mm -hmm. and when you look back at the disciples and everything that they were doing, that was kind of like the book of acts, how they were all just sharing everything mm -hmm. and they were doing everything. So I could see how somebody that is a Christian and, and has these standards and these um, uh, beliefs, how they could fall into this um, and, and do well for a while because it's all about community. It's all about connecting and, uh, you know, and it's almost like you're, they're pulling you out of, and I don't know how far you've gone into admiralty law versus common law. Um, it's almost like when you're a Freemason, you're pulled out of admiralty law and you're, and you're given common law, which is more of do no harm to anybody else around you. Just live under God's law. Basically they're, they're allowing you to live free. And, and to do whatever you want. And you're above the law and you can go here and you can go there. You can live that way if you choose to join us. So it's almost like you're giving your sovereignty over to them and then they give you your freedom. Yeah. And I mean, with the whole above the law thing too, there is obviously levels and degrees to that. Right? Like sure. The further down you are, the bottom of the pit, like they don't. Yeah. They're not going to come to your rescue. It's as you start to establish yourself within the organization and work your way through. Uh, that's yeah. when that kind of becomes you know, more prevalent. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of things that they like they do. It's again, two sides of the coin here. They do a lot of good things or things that are disguised mm -hmm. as good 
Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, in my you know, tinfoil hat vibrates whenever I think about it, there's mm-hmm. some nefarious things that go on behind the scenes with some of these things I'm going to tell you about right now. So there's different, uh, I guess, organizations that they run. So here in Canada, anyway, especially, they have something called uh, the Shriners Children's Hospital. There mm-hmm. are we have that too. Okay, so I wasn't sure if there were in, any in there because yeah. it was actually established in Montreal in 1925. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's 22 locations in Canada, mm-hmm. and okay. so I'm just kind of like, all right, you know, they run a children's hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Children trafficking is something that you know is now starting to finally come to the light, mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder how much goes on through there. Yeah. You know, then they also have, uh, the Scottish, right. They run all the blood donor clinics here, hmm. at least in my area. Hmm. Interesting. Taking people's blood Suspect. for, you know, hospitals and things like that. Hmm. Yet I'm always getting called or used to because they changed their regulations, uh, about a decade ago. Um, now they won't take my blood because I had skin cancer when I was a toddler. I'm like you guys used to call me all the time for my blood because I'm yeah uh, I'm an O blood type so you know, universal donors they're interesting always like, shift in thought process once you once you didn't want to be one of them anymore right and so they run yeah they run the don blood donor clinics yet there's always a shortage for blood and I'm like wow well, what are you doing with all the blood that you guys are getting yeah. <laughs> are you doing some blood rituals mm-hmm. you know with these, these people's blood. Uh, and then you have something called the Masonic Chip Program. And this one is the real, real weird one for me out of all the programs. So I'm not sure if you've heard of the Masonic Chip Program. But what it is is a program designed to help police identify children if they go missing. Oh, yes, I have heard of this. So they take DNA, mm-hmm. hair samples, fingerprints, dental records, all this stuff of your child, so that if your child ever went missing, they have a full profile of, you know, to help them already get jump started on finding your child. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all these people that are doing this are literally giving all this information about your child to mm-hmm. who knows yeah. who. To the people that are taking them. Right? Like, and, that, and that's, so again, the tinfoil hat, that's where right. I started to kind of piece these things together. Now, I obviously, I don't have any proof, like tangible proof sure. of that, but... Sure. Just from some of the things that I've stories that I've heard and, and things that I've seen and mm-hmm. my research, you know, I it's not that far stretched for me to believe that. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, especially with, with everything that's coming out. Well, when you get to a certain level, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about way up levels that nobody gets to know about, you know, and the things that they have to do up there, we can't find on the internet most of the time, you know, there's, there's only so much that they're going to allow to be out there because of what we said before, which is that they're in everything and they're Mm -hmm. controlling the whole narrative. So if they're controlling the narrative, we're not going to get to know what they're doing at that level. They'll appease us from here to there, but that's all you get because that's where they're above the they're really above the law at that level. That's when you're talking world leaders and politicians and all of these different people, they're all connected. And so if you have that type of connection where you can fly all over the world on a penny, that the, the amount that you can get away with is, is pretty high when it comes to taking a child and 
trafficking a child. Yeah. So if you start to if you start to come back and you think about all of the things that we've talked about in all of our 52 episodes up until this point, we've been building a picture for everybody to be able to think how we think. Once you see the symbols, I mean, Brady could probably watch TV and see people doing that that oh, yeah. those handshakes all I the, see time. It all the time. All the time. Right? But and so that's how they see the world. When 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 you see the world differently than the sheep, if you will, then you can control the sheep because you're not talking to them. You're talking to somebody else. You're talking to the people that are paying attention to your crip walks and your blood signs and all of this stuff. And those are the things. Sorry, myself. Those are the things that that peak people's attention because they're paying attention to that thing. And I think we are waking up to the fact that there is that other level now, and we need to be paying attention to what those guys are doing because those guys are controlling everything and yep. they're doing it from camp David, you know, and they're doing it from all of these different places that we like the basement of the white house, the oval office, like these, this is real stuff, guys. You, I would you need to I, pay attention. Sorry to interrupt. I wouldn't even go oh, that far. I wouldn't even go that far. I would go yeah. to their cabins in the woods. Yeah. And they're fly fishing. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Like a lot of the nefarious stuff happens, you know, not in these like official closed door meetings. It's literally when it's it's when they're out for a coffee, having a cigar with each other, and they're just yeah. shooting the breeze and shooting ideas at each other. That's where it all starts. That's where the nefarious stuff really starts. And then they branch out to that with through their official channels and they are able to do, you know, different things and influence stuff. And yeah. so a lot of these uh, a lot of these things, like I was saying, with like the, the blood donor clinic, the hospitals, you know, and the Masonic chip program, it's all disguised and, you know, dressed up nicely to look yeah. good. Because mm-hmm. um, I heard a thing recently about uh, uh, Alfred Nobel, right? And so the reason why he created the Nobel Prize and, and put the, the money towards creating that award was because he want, didn't want his legacy to be of the guy who founded Dynamite. Mm-hmm. and explosives because for the longest time that's all anybody thought about was put his name you think of dynamite it's you know alfred yeah. nobel he yeah. didn't want his legacy to be tainted in that sense so he went goes and does you know the nobel peace prize which in my opinion a lot of it's a sham anyway sure. um but <laughs> considering some of the people that have them exactly right yeah. so uh so yeah so like the, the masons they do the same thing right they they hide in plain sight with, with their stuff, uh, you know, they, they dress it up to make it look good, mm-hmm. you know, to protect the legacy. But mm-hmm. deep down, it's, it's it's really just, you know, heinous crap. Like, it's, yeah. you know, I'm glad that I got out of it, to be honest. Oh, you're telling me, but it's, I'm glad you're out of it. That's crazy. I mean, So like, what was that process like for you? Did you sit down with them and say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore? And they were like, okay, bye. Or was it like, because I've heard, like, you can't leave. Or, you know, you can't, you can't. <laughs> Yeah, that's, we should um, clear this up. I, I went. I went. The, I went the long route uh, mm-hmm. of doing it. I stopped showing up and I blocked and deleted all their their phone numbers. Changed my phone number. Moved from where I was at. Uh, and didn't update my address or anything with them. And just mm-hmm. kind of fell off, disappeared. Got them anybody off my social media that had any ties to it. Um, mm-hmm. Put my social media on complete private. Changed my name on social media so that you know I just wouldn't even. And. The funny thing is, is a lot of that was actually happening at the same time that I had a uh, woman who 
was mentally unstable that I kept having to change my information because of. So it was it was weird that it was just the timing of that. It worked yeah. out kind of good, right? So I was like, yeah. She might have been your handler. Oh, well, she was something. She, she oh my goodness. Uh, she, uh, like, I don't like to speak ill of people, but uh, she definitely sure. had some issues. And, um, you know, to the point, like, she, I, I, every time I talk about it, it's like, uh, it just brings up weird memories, but um, like incantations, and spell work, um, mm-hmm. always making me sick so that I would be reliant on you know her. It's like ah, oh, you know, got this nasty throat infection when I just drove five hours up north to go on a, a camping trip that she didn't want me to go mm-hmm. on. Yeah, you know, so it's just all this weird stuff with that, and then just you know the just other things that had happened with her, and, and other things that were happening at that around that time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of the ghosts in the forest, the coyote in the forest was within months around that time frame as well. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of weird stuff. So, but yeah, so mm. that's it's for me to get out. That was as, as simple as it was. Um, yeah. They had contacted me. Uh, one of the guys that I knew uh, before I'd gotten in, he had contacted me, and uh, basically, you know, was trying to be like, "Hey, are you like coming back?" And I just ignored it. I, I didn't reply to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now I'm just in that position where I'm so far removed in the sense like I haven't been there since 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I was even still so. Now, to be fair, they've never officially sent me any documentation saying that mm-hmm. I'm blackballed. Um, mm-hmm. I know that at one point there was guys that hadn't shown up for 15 years mm-hmm. that they were trying to bring back. Because again, like they, their numbers were dwindling, so yeah, they were yeah. trying to bring guys back. Now, these guys also weren't going on podcasts and you know the Vulture Secrets and, and mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. <laughs> so I would assume. Any, has there been any backlash after you were on Silver Pill? Uh, there hasn't been backlash in the sense of anybody or anything happening. Uh, I mean, nothing crazier than. Weird supernatural paranormal crap that I already deal with. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. I still always see shadows. Um, although I don't know if you saw my Instagram the other night. So I was listening to the Silver Pills new episode from this week about the deliverance mm-hmm. with Sean. Mm-hmm. And I'm at work, and as I'm listening to this, my machine likes to be really weird and funky sometimes, and just kind of go all, all messed up. Uh, and uh, it loves for some reason uh, whenever I'm listening to something about God or something about, you know, deliverance mm. or something about, you know, fighting like spiritual warfare, you know, and how yeah. real that is. My goodness. Yeah. Um, my machine tends to pump out. So the suction on it goes generally between if it's good suction, five to 700 PSI. Mm-hmm. My machine generally typically goes between six, 640. But whenever I'm listening to one of those things, it always just drops the specific six, six, six. Oh my! Every time. Uh, and so I was actually I, I sent Harrison uh, from the Silver Pole. I sent him a picture. I was like, yeah. "Dude, I'm listening to your podcast on Deliverance, and look what my machine is doing right now." And I sent I snapped a picture of six, six, six. Yeah, I ended up posting it on Instagram, right? Yeah. And he's just like, "Dude, he's like, this is like the second time that you've sent me a picture of, of your machine doing this." And I was like. I don't yeah. know what it is, man, but yeah. this machine, it's, you know, so yeah. yeah that spiritual warfare stuff is crazy. There's been all, actually almost every time we put out a really 
you know, controversial or weird episode, like me and Rick are fighting. Oh, yeah. We we are like full on fighting, like almost yeah, every time. It's really. almost like, you know, the the devil's like, you're doing something good, so we got to just knock you down a peg. <laughs> so then it's it's really weird. Yeah. That's that's the story of my life. Uh, yeah. Whenever I've had any any change, anything good, you know, that I'm advancing for in my life, no. um, it's just like I'll have a little bit of peace and quiet, and then all of a sudden it, it you know just kind of ramps up again. And I, I mean, like I said, I was I was really into the new age and you know spellcasting and, and that stuff up in, literally up until about I'd say seven or eight months ago now. Mm. Um, it wasn't until then, like I just one day woke up in the spring, like you know early, early early spring, like end of February or mm. March. Um, woke up one day and was just like, I need to pray. You know, I need to pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why do I feel like I need to pray for the first <laughs> time in two decades? Like, this mm-hmm. is just weird, yeah. you know? And, and so I just, uh, you know, I didn't really know what to do. Uh, so I just, mm-hmm. you know, did the, our father a couple of times and I went about my day. And then it was the next morning, woke up, same thing. Like, I just mm-hmm. kind of need to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've actually started praying the armor of God, uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 6. Uh, yeah. Uh, started praying that now. Um, but yeah, the guys, spiritual warfare just ramped up real bad when I got into the Masons and then, so there hasn't been any backlash, but there has been more spiritual warfare I found since the Mm -hmm. the episode aired. And one creepy thing too, was literally within a few hours of the episode going live on Spotify and stuff, uh, I started getting random phone calls from Mm -hmm. weird numbers all over the U S. And like Texas, uh, Los Angeles. I even got one from Oregon. So I wow. said, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, my number's not public, so I don't know, you know, who's calling me. And you answer, and it's just yeah. static. It's just, it's a, it's a static line. Nobody, hmm. nobody wants to reply, respond, and um, like I have a. You should see the list of numbers I have blocked on my phone right now, just mm-hmm. from all these. Well, it's crazy when you first start to realize that this spiritual warfare is real. When you wake up, when you pull your head back from your phone and you turn off the TV and you turn off all the music that they're distracting you with, all of the distractions of the world. If you're not, if you're a Christian and you're not turning all that stuff off and quieting your mind for at least an hour a day, then you're not hearing from the Lord. I can guarantee you that because there's so much static going on in your head. Mm-hmm. And there's, I always talk to people and they're like, I don't hear from God. I never hear from God. And it's like, well, did you do all of this? Did you shut everything off? You know, because you have to quiet your mind. You have to, you have to actually, what, what I uh, started doing was listening to the Psalms. And when you listen to the Psalms, you, you hear things that you didn't hear before when you were just reading them. And, and then you start to listen to them as if it's you. If you, if you can read them, this is sacrilegious. You can't do that. You're not David. I know. I already heard you, so you don't have to type it. So <laughs> David was in a very hard spot, right, where he was, he was about to be killed by Saul. He's running from Saul. He's doing all these different things. We all know, hopefully, if we're Christians, we know the Bible. And so as he's running away and he's doing all that stuff, he's writing these Psalms because he's got an enemy chasing after him. And he's like, God, you told me to be here. This is what you wanted. And this guy's chasing me around everywhere. He's trying to kill me. But then he gets to a resolve where he's just like, you're, he realizes that you're the God of everything. You are the almighty. 
and there is nothing, nobody, anything, little G God, Democrat, Republican, you know, Snoop Dogg, none of these people can hurt you. They're all underneath God. And the, the big G, almighty God, and I know I'm preaching, it's whatever. He's telling everybody right Best now. Best to just let him finish. He's telling everybody right now, we need to pay attention. Because since 9-11, there's a book called The Harbingers. If you guys haven't read it, you probably should. It's very interesting. Um, shout out. So if you go through this, you find that... 9-11 was a big time in America's history. It was the first time America was hit hard from the outside in. And it was a removal of God's hedge of protection for a time. And we need to realize that we are in a time where we have a decision to make, all of us. Are we going to allow these Masons and these Satanists and all these people to continue to do what they're doing? Or are we going to stand up and say, Almighty God is, is what I believe in. Almighty God is my one and only. And he, only him I will follow. Like the disciples said, they're standing up in front of the kings and they're like, you know, I don't follow you. I don't follow man. I follow the Almighty. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can bring your tanks. You can bring your guns. You can bring whatever you want. You can kill me. I'm still going to follow the Almighty. There's nothing you could do. And that resolve, you can read it through the Psalms. That resolve that he's come to where he's like, it's just, it is what it is. Deal with it. And that's where we all need to be, I think, personally. If we're Christians in this time and we're seeing all that's going on outside, we need to say, this is my resolve. And even read those Psalms over yourself as if it's your situation. Because it's powerful. If if you if it takes if it says enemy or the evil one or anything like that, if it helps you, put in Obama, put in Hillary Clinton. If that helps you, if it helps you to see an evil person in your mind and you want to see what the depths and the breaths of evil are, picture her or him when you're listening to the Psalms and and say, save me from them. Yeah. Save me from the Masons. Save me from all of these people that are doing these things to me because I am standing on you. I'm asking you to rescue us because we can't do it. We can't. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, for any Canadian that, fans of yours, uh, Justin Trudeau or Christy Freeland. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The, the, I mean, you know, to say that anybody who has German ties is a Nazi, you know, is, is a false statement. But Christy mm-hmm. Freeland. It's grand great grandfather, I think it was, literally ran like some of the concentration mm-hmm. camp stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and she actually wrote the book on how to, and you can buy it on Amazon. It's literally about mm-hmm. tearing down the middle class and rising up of the oligarchs, like yep. the leader of Canada, and his, wow. you know, or sorry, the the deputy prime minister, or whatever she is, right? Like yeah. it's 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 insane. You know, and so I think for me, like the timing, I've never believed in coincidences. Um, mm-hmm. I've always believed that there's some some plan or, or something going at, you know, behind the scenes at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, with like me awakening in a sense, uh, and coming, coming back from the darkness uh, that yeah. I've lived for two decades, um, I noticed that a lot of people have kind of started to wake up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, friends of mine, people at work, 
uh, even mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend's father, father-in-law, even him, you know, like it's just, it's odd hearing him speak about God because, you know, never heard him talk to you about it until the last few months. So, yeah, and it's That's like awesome. me. Yeah. And, and with me too, like I've, I live a very private life. Like I'm not, mm. I'm not out there. Like my, my Instagram has like a hundred followers. Right. So I, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't, uh, not, you might start blowing up now. Uh, might, yeah. Maybe, right. Maybe. But yeah. so I live like, I live a very private life. So for me to even come on to any podcast and really discuss a lot of this stuff, uh, like I, it was never really my intention, but it's just kind of God, yeah. um, just put that forth. Right. Like it was just yeah. like, that's, that's, what it needs to happen because a lot, I think a lot of this needs to come out. And, and again, not every Freemason is bad. You know, mm-hmm. It's just the organization and the things that they do are just, you know, <laughs> it's like that nine truths and a lie that we've exactly. talked about in all of our episodes where they give you mostly good stuff, but you yep. got to remember that one lie that they're telling you. Yeah. yeah. They sprinkle in a little bit of truth and yep. then, you know, the rest of it's just all BS. Like yep, always, and it's look here, don't look over there. Yeah. It's all distraction. It's well, all that's the same thing with all these forest fires and everything that have been going on. Yes. Right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, look over here. Don't look at what's going on. Oh, yep. the economy. Don't don't worry about the fact that you can't buy. Like, I don't know. I don't pay too too much attention to uh, the U.S. politics and things like that. But here in Canada, it's bad, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the the, re- the rental costs just for a house have just skyrocketed. Like I five know, years ago, you could, you could rent a three bedroom townhouse five years ago for like 1800 bucks, yeah. you know, a month. And now you're getting, uh, in, especially in Toronto, a 600 square foot apartment for $3,200 a month, mm-hmm. you know, oh, and then gosh. our taxes are mm-hmm. through the roof, right? You yeah. pay like 30% income tax. Then you've got sales tax then you've got three carbon taxes because oh, taxing gosh. people really is going to help the environment. Like mm-hmm. it's it absolutely absurd what's going on in this country. Um, and wow. it's all by design because, you know, mm-hmm. the whole WEF and you'll own nothing and be happy in class. Wow. You'll easy bags, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, Trudeau is a, uh, like Schwab was Trudeau's mentor. Mm-hmm. Right? So it, it's, it's no surprise that our country is going the way that it's going. And so I really th- believe that exposing and, and, the more people that start to have that conversation about some of the stuff that's going on, that's why that Sound of Freedom movie, I haven't been able to see it yet, um, but mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about it. I've seen different interviews with them. And, and I think mm-hmm. like things like that is so important. And I think that podcasts mm-hmm. like yours are so important. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things I love about yours and the Silver Pill Boys is, is the fact that you guys come from a Jesus stance, a Christian stance. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Cause we, yeah, we like to make that very important. Yeah, and, and for me, that was one of the things that I started looking for. I mean, I used to listen to podcasts all the time, you know, Joe Rogan, obviously, and mm-hmm. uh, different yeah. fit, mm-hmm. fitness podcasts and stuff like that. And then once I kind of woke up, I was like, I need something different. Mm-hmm. And I started looking into, like, I literally typed in, you know, Christian podcasts and, or Christian paranormal podcasts. And the Silver Pill was one of the first ones that came up. And, hmm. uh, and then you guys, when you reached out, I, I've listened to almost your entire catalog now. So <laughs> I work 13 hour shifts, right? Night so I got shift, a, lot, yeah, a yeah. lot of time, right? So that was keeping me entertained. But yeah, well, so hopefully at least your machine was working really well that whole time. <laughs> uh, no, no. I oh, one of you, I don't know which episode it was, but there was what an episode I that I was listening. It was one, I think it was one of your deliverance or deliverance podcasts or something like that. One episodes. Uh, it tends yeah. to be always one of those, those podcasts. Yeah. So, but I did want to show you guys some, some interesting things. So I showed you the ring. So this is a, 
the the pin that I got from the Grand Lodge of Canada when mm. I became a master mason. Mm-hmm. So they give you that one. Uh, this pin, this tie pin, was a sterling silver. Uh, was given to me as a gift, actually. Hmm. Oh wow! And then, when you become a master mason, so they, there's different aprons that people wear in the lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give you a pair of uh, white gloves. Well, mm-hmm. uh, for wearing the lodge, and then you have so there's different aprons. Uh, intricate apprentice, fellow craft, second degree. Uh, they have different aprons, and then this is the third degree uh, master mason. Oh wow! Apron. Yeah, and so Email. there's different different kinds. So the the gold around the edges here represents that your lodge has been around for over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. So okay. when the lodge is a hundred years or older, they get the gold around it. Before that, it's actually mm-hmm. silver. And I didn't realize that because they don't. It's not one of the things that's normally talked about. Um, but I questioned it when I went to a different lodge one night uh, for a meeting, and. I was like a, a buddy that I uh, worked with at the time. He was a member of a different lodge as well. So I went to one of his meetings. He was uh, just becoming an officer going through the chairs. And so that was one of the things that he was doing that at that, uh, that meeting. So I went to see what it was about. And I was like, why do you guys have different aprons? Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's with the silver? And I wondered so that, that. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was explained to me. Yeah. Like if your lodge is newer, under a hundred years old, you get the silver it's mm-hmm. over okay. years to get that. Now you've probably seen pictures of guys with like a dark royal blue apron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The royal blue aprons are the Scottish white. So once you go okay. into the Scottish white and go up further, that's what those aprons are. The red aprons that you see, that's the York white. And that's where the, the Knight Templar and everything up, everything uh, is. And oh, yeah. so I sent you guys the picture of it on Instagram, but I'll show you the actual that is the uh, lodge certificate. The certificate. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And so if you look yeah, closely at the very bottom there, so I can get that on camera, you'll see November mm-hmm. AL 6014 AD 2014. Mm. And so yeah. basically what that means is that they, the 6000, so AL stands for Anno Luminous, which is the year of the light. And so the, the whole thing is about becoming enlightened and following uh, that uh, Hiram, following in Hiram Abiff's footsteps. This, this is where the thing, this is where they go against God in their oaths and, and their ceremonies and their rituals. The following in the, the footsteps of Hiram Abiff is the only way to become enlightened. Mm. The only way to mm, enlighten okay. is through the master mason builder, Hiram Abiff. Mm. False. Jesus <laughs> is the only way to do it, right? Yeah. And so they won't even talk about it because the two things that you, and this is where, uh, sorry, I should have mentioned this earlier. So um, like when I was saying the, the various stuff and plotting doesn't happen in the lodge, two of the things that are forbidden to be spoken of in lodge are actually religion and politics. You cannot mm. speak about that in a lodge. You can speak about mm. it later on in the night when you're downstairs because lodges are always on the, on the third floor or the second mm-hmm. floor, even some of them. Um, and then like their bars and whatever are down on some lodges in the U.S. I believe alcohol is actually banned. Um, but uh, here in Canada, we had a, a bar with two dollar beers, so it was great. You know, you yeah. rush through all your lodge business if you didn't really have much going on that night, no initiations or ceremonies or anything like that. You just do all your quick, you know, regular ritual and then go downstairs and, and you know, shoot the breeze. Um, yeah. And again, that was where kind of that came from. So one of the other things too that you get, how blasphemous is that? Jeez, uh, what? That. Right? 
holy yeah. bible with the masonic symbol on it and then it's literally what? holy bible master mason's edition mm. so Insane. the very first chapter see if i can pull it up so the very first chapter spoke to genesis all those pages before it are the master mason's chapter oh. <laughs> i didn't genesis. even know that existed yeah and it's funny because in here they have all different uh, obligations and different uh, phrases and everything like that. And I remember when I was actually on, I was showing the, the Silver Pope guys this Bible as well. And I literally opened the page and the very first word that I saw on the page, let's see if I can find it now, I didn't open it to this time. The very first word was Illuminati. Hmm. Now I can't find it, of course. Figures. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, the very first page that I or, that I opened it to had the word Illuminati in it, and so it just wow. it goes on about, uh, you know, just uh, talks about King Solomon's temple, talks about uh, all the different uh, like the clothing that you would wear and, and uh, banishment, being barefoot, burials, because um, they have their own burial as well. Um, yeah, I think our, our great grandpa, he was, he was buried with all of his Mason stuff. Probably. Yeah. And they probably did like a our closed grandpa, door. Yeah. Yeah. So and our I, grandma was an Eastern star and all that. I mean, oh, they, was were, they were really too, right? into it. They nice. were big. So you yeah. guys have uh, some pretty uh, good bloodline stuff going there. Yeah. We need <laughs> some deliverance. Over I was going to say, yeah. have you had some deliverance? Because <laughs> I can't. We haven't. Uh, We've talked about it, but. I would get it. I, I, I'm trying to look into it myself because yeah. um, my bloodline too, right? Like I've had uh, Eastern Star members and members of my family that were Masons. Even my stepdad was a uh, uh, part of the Order of Demole, which is the mm. male youth. Oh, um, yeah. So is our dad. There you yep. go, right? So yeah. they they could have, you know, you guys could be, you know, Generational your, curses. Generational curses. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That was the, the frame that I was looking for. Um, yeah. Yeah, like it's it's definitely, you know, something that I would look into because I know that for yeah. me it's, it's yeah. I mean, from what everything I've read and what I've gathered um, when it comes to deliverance for a person who was a Mason themselves is a lot of work. Um, yeah. Like it's because, again, the oaths that you take to the brotherhood and things like that, mm -hmm. you're not really thinking about. Yeah. Um, you know, you just open up so many doors, <laughs> right, you know, right. and, like, and that's, and that was, that's one of the things I'd like to advise people too. like, if you're going to start looking into it too, uh, be sure to protect yourself spiritually. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the armor of yeah. God again, Ephesians six, because like I said, you stare into the darkness long enough, it starts to stare back and not only stare back, but it reaches mm -hmm. out and when it touches you, it could be some pretty scary crap, you know? So, uh, I always recommend that, you, you didn't know, get to talk even anymore. before then, like I, I always kind of did my own little, New age type ritual when I would have looked uh, into it and I think not realizing that all that was doing is just amplifying it for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like dude, yeah. trying to do like a protection ritual or, or protection spell. And meanwhile, all I'm doing is just kicking the door down for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, come on in. Like a lighthouse. Yeah. Bog, right? us. Like, like yeah. oh my gosh. They don't tell uh, you about any of this stuff when you're growing up, right? They tell you about the no. Ouija board. They're like, don't yeah. have the Ouija board, but you're like, okay. If, I, if in my opinion the Ouija board's like entry level like yeah if I'm if I'm gonna be 
talking to people about be careful of this, I want to say be careful of the Masons, man, because like you just said, all of those oaths that you take, any mm -hmm. of these lodges, any of these brotherhoods or sisterhoods or all of these things that you're getting connected with, even even a church that you decide to join um, mm -hmm. because you want to find God. You know, ask questions the same way that you're asking questions about what's going on in your government, what's going on with mm -hmm. COVID, what's going on with this. Ask those same questions about your own local church, your pastor, because, I mean, how many kids have been touched by Catholic priests and abducted well, from churches and all these things, you know? Story about that, actually. That's where a lot of my uh, disdain into this day comes from with the, with the Catholic Church. So the mm -hmm. church that I went to growing up, the church that I was an altar server at, that priest was... Uh, Pled guilty, actually, about five years, five or six years ago, to a past crime of touching mm. a couple of boys mm. uh, in the past. Uh, one of the teachers in the Catholic school that I went to, he pled guilty a couple of years ago from molesting a whole crap ton of the girls uh, in mm. the school. Uh, some that Jeez. were older, some that were my age, some that were younger. Um, and he's the only one that's been brought into the light on that one. I'm hoping that a couple of the other ones that were rumored kind of were like, yeah, it, it happened. Um, mm. I kind of hope that the girls uh, from that, those ones come forward as well, bring that to the light. But I get it. You know, it's something that you don't want to relive and just kind of want to get past. And that was one of the, I think, the mercies that this teacher gave is that he pled guilty so that the girls didn't have to go to trial and give mm. you know, mm -hmm, public mm -hmm. testimonies and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but that was my biggest, biggest thing is like, I know non-Christians that are more Christian than priests, you know, some, some priests. Yep, totally. You know? And so that's why it's like I, I stopped with the whole religion side of things. Um, mm -hmm. And I just, you know, walk with Jesus. You don't, you don't yep. have to, mm -hmm. you know, basically be a part of a certain denomination, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to believe in Jesus and, and, you know, open your heart to him. You don't have to be a Roman Catholic or Protestant or Anglican mm -hmm. or anything like that. You don't have to be that, you know, but, you know, you do need to, to have Jesus in your heart. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be going to some dark places. Um, yeah. In, in well, life. in fact, those things are a bit of a, a distraction anyway. You know, they're mm -hmm. a bit of a, a trap, if you will. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get you thinking about things that don't matter. Like, you know, when do I sit? When do I stand? Like that, that, yeah in and of itself is a distraction from you talking to God. You know, do I, do I put the cracker in my mouth or do I pull it off of a loaf of bread or do I get it from a priest? Like all of those things are a distraction from the yeah. fact that you're taking the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, not actually, but symbolically. And the way that you do that is by getting your heart right. Like that's what Paul talks right. about. He's like, it, it, none of that stuff matters. This is what matters. And in fact, if your heart's not right, don't take it yeah. because mm -hmm. you're lumping coals on your head. You know, you're 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 taking it without the right heart and the right mindset because you're too worried about the bread and whether it's a cracker or, you know, it's like that stuff doesn't matter. And those are traps to that that have been developed over time to get you. I mean, if you've read the book Pagan Christianity, you can you can hear it. I, I think I've mentioned that book before where you're. You're learning that the paganism was put into the churches slowly. And over time, these guys play the long game. Mm -hmm. and, and if we haven't realized that by now, then we're not paying attention. We're still asleep. 
these guys play the very long game. And, it, and if you think that they haven't infiltrated your churches or your traditions or all of those different things, think again. Do more research then and, and, and keep listening because we're going to keep bringing it up. We're going to keep talking about all of this crazy stuff. And uh, we're hoping that Brady will be able to have you on again. And we'd yeah. love to hear Anytime. updates. Yeah, it would be awesome. Tell tell the audience where they can find you. I know you've got that one website, but I also want them to find you and and, uh, give those likes and shares and subscribes and all those things to you as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only the only thing I have now is is Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know what my handle is on Instagram. So I'll look it up for you. It's, uh, yeah. it's no, you're good. We can link it, it in the in the okay. show notes. Well, yeah, it's for, it's, sure. uh, for anybody, it's B underscore Rich three six nine. Um, not rich as in, uh, money, but yeah. this is part of my last name. So, um, yeah, yeah. but that's that's it for where I can be found now for that website because I do want to give you this this juicy website. You know what? I'll I'll say it on the air for your listeners as well. It's sacred, so S-A-C-R-E-D, uh, dash, not slash, but dash, texts, mm-hmm. so T-E-X-T-S dot com. And okay. I promise you the rabbit holes you can go down with the literature mm-hmm. on that website, yeah. you you never <laughs> see each other again. <laughs> You'll yeah. be, yes. You know, you're going to want to have like yelling at each other from yeah, other rooms. You're going hey. to want to be putting on diapers so you don't have to get yep, up. Yeah. You know, like those gamers <laughs> used to do, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that website, check out that website. Uh, you'll see a lot of great stuff on there as well. Um, a lot of new age stuff too, but um, mm. like it's got every everything on there. Mm-hmm. You'll see what I mean once you once you check it out. But yeah, so that's that's my Instagram handle. Anybody wants to shoot me a message. Uh, I am set on private, but shoot me a message Tell me that you heard me on here and mm-hmm. definitely give yeah. you a follow. So that's awesome. And, awesome. and we'd also like to talk about the new um, fringy chat, the fringy chat that I set up today on uh, on Telegram for anybody that wants to talk back and forth about anything that you're hearing in our episodes. You want to share information with each other. Uh, you just want to get together, talk about God, share scripture, whatever you want to do. We're trying to open up the opportunity for people that are like-minded, like we are, to be able to talk and to discuss and uh, and to feel safe and to feel like you can talk. And there, you, you know, you might see from time to time some spam in there or something like that. Just report it and we'll get it out of there as fast as possible. But um, that's going to be in the show notes you guys will be able to get mm-hmm. on there and uh interact with each other it'll be cool ask some questions maybe we'll get on and do some lives or something like that we're trying to grow this podcast you know as as you guys begin to listen more and more we're we're hearing you and we're seeing your um what you want what you want to hear and so we're trying to provide that for you we're trying to give you an opportunity to talk directly to us because that's who we are we're just normal people we're literally just talking through a computer. Like it doesn't change anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not Joe Rogan, but you know, it, it is what it is. We're, we're all here with a purpose and that purpose is to shine bright the name of Jesus Christ and to show everybody that the almighty is the only thing that matters to us and all other things be damned. So, um, that being said, we're going to wrap this episode unless you guys got anything else. Anybody? Yeah. If you have any questions, I guess. The- yeah. You guys got any questions for him before we head? Nope. All right. We'll save it for next time. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll do another one. If, 
uh, Brady, I'm going to send you the link. If you sure. guys, uh, if you guys want to jump on there, you can ask Brady some questions and I'm sure Brady would be kind enough to, yeah. to answer some questions that you guys have. Yeah. And if you guys want to see clearer pictures of those things, maybe Brady can put those on there as well. So that yeah, you can what I can, some pictures. Yeah. What I can do is, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, some of the other stuff too. I can, I can take some pictures and I can send it to you guys. Yeah, that would be awesome. We would appreciate it, man. We're trying to be interactive with everybody, and uh, this is how we do that. And thank you for being willing to talk about this stuff. Oh, hey, like I said, you know, this stuff needs to get out, and uh, anything I can do to help. So, uh, yeah, if you guys could be praying, you guys have me on. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. We don't care. Our God is. You can say whatever you want. You can, what are you going to do? You're going to ban me? You're going to cancel me? I don't care. Do it. Yeah, I'll yeah. just start another one. Like it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm like a bad rash. Go ahead, keep lighting. Well, go away. They're like the seven-year yeah. plague, right? Never going yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly it. You're gonna have to kill me. So, with that, we uh, we love you all. We hope that you enjoyed mm-hmm. this episode. Uh, we got you know behind the curtain with the uh, with Brady here, and that was so great. We, we appreciate you. Uh, I just ask that you, those prayer warriors out there be praying for Brady because as yep. he goes on this mission to bring the darkness to the light, he's going to need the, the protection of God. And the only way that he can get that is by himself coming before the Lord and by all of us surrounding him as well. So mm-hmm. please do that. Um, keep him in your prayers. We love you guys. And with that, we're out of here. We are That So Fringy Podcast, and we will Bye. see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>